put them banging. That's no good. No. The freaking Shrek song going on in the background. Dude, that is what I think of every time. It's, it's the song from Shrek. Shrek, yeah. It's all... The fourth, it the is such fifth, a weird, yeah. It's such a weird scene to me. It's like this is well, way overdone. I think it's like a big deal in the, uh, in the comic. It's like because he's he's Graphic like novels. Oh, whatever. He's like impotent or whatever, and so it's like he finally gets his mojo You're back. Saying like the guy who made the graphic yeah. novel was like this should never be turned into a movie because it is so ridiculous. Yeah. Oh my god, we started. All right, uh, <laughs> welcome to uh, now. This is podcasting. Uh, I'm your host Connor. And I got my co-host Jaden here. What up? And uh, we're gonna go over an oldie but a goodie. It's crazy old. to think it's been twenty years since 20 this years. movie came out. And what twenty-five years since they started filming? It's just insane. But we're gonna talk about um, this is part one of a three-part installment. We're gonna talk about Fellowship of the Ring tonight. Uh, Peter Jackson's reenactment. His reenactment. It's a. It's basically. <laughs> it's it's damn near a documentary. On the books. Yeah. That's when they miss some things, but. Uh, but yeah. So obviously, I think everyone knows this movie, and we just want to give our thoughts on it. Maybe stuff we saw you didn't. Maybe uh, a little, a couple fun facts along the way. I love fun facts about this movie, and I think there's like the big ones that everyone knows about. Hey, but but I broke think his we, toe. We all know that. But I think we. I think we're gonna sprinkle in some new ones for you. And yeah, I'm, I'm like really excited to get this going. I was I was really stoked to rewatch this, and I, I actually watched it twice this week, because I watched it, and then uh, when I put in the second disc, this is the extended version, by the way. So if you feel like you're missing some scenes, go out to your your local. They're on HBO Max. Yeah, go out to your Best Buy, go out to your thrift store, Target, whatever. Get the extended version. Or just watch it on HBO Max. Yeah, because they are on there. Uh. I was, so I put in the second disc and it was like continue with commentary and I was like what, and I realized I had never watched the movies with the commentary on and so I went I watched all of Fellowship of the Ring, and then I rewatched it again with the commentary, uh, with Peter Dak Peter Jackson, who you know director he has a writing credit he's a producer, and then uh, Philippa Boyens, she is a writer on the show. And then uh, Fran Walsh is a writer and a producer on the show. I think a lot of people will be surprised to find out that, like, you know, like, let's get some girl power in there. Like, two women help, like, write this movie. And it's... I had no idea. One of the so greatest movies of all time. Like, also, one of the women's name is Philip. That is odd. Philippa. Philippa. All right. That makes more sense. You yes. have a... It's feminine. But, uh, but, yeah. Like, it's... I think that's excellent. I had no idea. And they had, like, great insights while I was watching the commentary. So yeah, so I watched this movie two times in like two days, <laughs> and it was great both times. I like. I just, watched like half of it this week, so you should have a little more insight. It's than so me. good. It was it was really excellent to watch. Uh, so I want to start off like obviously with the prologue. So like, apparently the movie was originally they had filmed a lot of the prologue, and then New Line Cinema was like, we kind of don't want that, like don't do a prologue and a lot of the exposition that was going to take place to explain like the ring and like the whole war of the ring that took place in like that early age with the elves and men where they fought Sauron was supposed to be dialogue between Gandalf and Frodo after Frodo gets the ring from Bilbo. So that was like, it kind of got scrapped for a little bit. And then would have been better. I disagree. Cause the prologue is excellent. <laughs> um, the prologue kind of stinks. 
so then they they like show like some preview stuff to executives of New Line Cinema, and they're like, okay, we need to have a prologue in this movie, and they had already filmed a lot of it, so just some like a couple more scenes they had to do, some more VFX shots, and then they had the prologue ready. And uh, uh, another thing that's crazy is, uh, you know, um, the actress who plays Galadriel vo- does a voiceover for the prologue. Yeah, um, what is her name? I know, but she's she's in Thor Ragnarok. She's in Thor Ragnarok. She's. We don't have our producer today to look that up for us immediately. But anyways, there is recordings of Gandalf doing the prologue, and there's also recordings of Frodo doing the prologue. Oh, I'm happy it was not Frodo. Which they ultimately decided didn't make any sense, because why would he know any of that? Yeah. Which I agree with. Kate Blanchett. Play Kate Blanchett. That's yeah, the one. Yeah. Great actress. Absolute beauty in, in Thor Ragnarok. Uh, first she couple nails scenes it. when she has the makeup on, other than that, she's oh. not very hot. But, um, I meant like beauty, like like she did great. Uh, she just knows makeup, yeah. I love her in Thor Ragnarok. What are you talking about? She's great. She's... <laughs> okay, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> all right. Uh, but yeah, so then New Line Cinema is like, you need to have a prologue in this. And so they add it back in, and, and they they have Kate Blanchett do the voiceover, and, and it's awesome. Like, um, I like that it's a good way for, I think, a filmmaker to, like, it immediately puts you in the world that they're trying to build for you. It's like, you don't have to get to know any characters. You don't have to get, like, a... A, a, a grasp really on like uh, maybe not like every character you just understand like there's very high stakes right now and it just immediately puts you in and and I think the prologue is, is such a good part of this movie and I don't love it in every movie but I think this movie executes it they almost perfectly it. I think they needed it for sure there are so many confusing concepts in this movie like if you so I grew up like reading the books. Oh, like, yeah, J.R. Tolkien just made the mass universe of yeah. movies, and, and it's incredibly complex. And it like it like if you try to explain this to someone, like okay, so there's like rings, and the rings like have power, but they have power over the people, and there's another ring that like is better than the other rings. Like yeah. that's confusing as shit. Yeah, they make it they make it a little bit more vague. It makes it so digestible. Yeah. Like it's it's the prologue sets it up so well. And uh, I just gotta, I just gotta say, like one scene. You know when uh, they're at the, they're at the battle in Mordor, and there's the elves and men are fighting, and Elrond's like commanding like them to shoot arrows and everything. And then the orcs get real close, and you know the scene where like all the elves are like flipping their blades up. And, awesome, like, awesome scene. I always think of the Fellowship of the Ring PS2 game. Great game. Cause that's where that's right when it transitions from like the actual scenes from the movie into the, into game. the video yes, game, and I think awesome. that every time it's way, so good. All War of the Rings games slap. Every single one is so good. good. Yeah, every single one. Even even War of the North or whatever, which is like some other characters. And it just if you have a chance to play War of the Rings video games. Just do it. Oh, like, uh, they're awesome. Uh, uh, Battle for Middle Earth is a real-time strategy game. It's, it's, it's so fantastic. Good. It's it is, so good. I mean, Age of Empires is, like, it's right on par with that. Yeah, for it's, sure. they have the expansion, Witch King of Angmar. Mm-hmm. So good. So good. Very, very good game. If you ever want to command a Mumakil to just absolutely demolish Warriors of Gondor... Uh, why don't you go ahead and explain what Mumakil is, please? Uh, Mumakil is the, uh, the big elephant that you see in... Elephante is what they Ele- Elephant, you're right. Yeah. They first appear in Two Towers... 
but uh, they wreck house in Return of the King. Yes. Wreck house, by the way. Uh, Legolas wrecks one of them. He does. He which does. is a fantastic. Yeah. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. Too, we're on Fellowship so hard of the to Ring, not dude. To, yeah. dude. It's tough to talk about these movies yeah. not as a series. So I've said this a hundred times. Like, put me on a desert island. Give me the option between the Lord of the Rings trilogy or the entire Skywalker saga. That's oh, I'm in, choosing Lord of the Rings. Yeah, including like including the new movies, like which I'm not even a terribly big fan of. But I hate them. But yeah, but like I will watch Lord of the Rings anytime. Yes, I will always watch it. This is excludes the Hobbit trilogy, by the way. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Not even including, like not no, even because the Hobbit trilogy comes stink. It's yeah, it's got problems. I mean, they would just use makeup instead of CGI and be more happy. But um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's crazy to me that this. Like, the prologue, I think, sets it up so well. I think they do as far as, like, I'm not a huge fan of prologues in any movie. Uh, to be honest, I think they're kind of, like, uh, dry and boring for the most part. It's but usually they, a lot of... it does set up the movie so well. It's usually a lot of exposition and, like, you're like, oh, my God, they're just talking at me. Yeah. This movie does it so well because it's, it's... She is talking at you, but, but like, shows. you see so much. Yeah. And that's a major thing, which is, like, was brought up by our producer often. Um, you know, show, don't tell in films. Yeah, shows what's going on. If you can show and tell, that's fine. You're gonna hear that a lot in this podcast. Like, yeah. show don't tell, man. Yeah, like, I think that's a it's a major concept of what makes a film great. And I think it it does such a good job of letting you know, like Sauron is a really bad guy. Like, yeah, he dies like really close, but he absolutely demolishes people before. Like, you really get the sense oh, he's that fucking he is. Him up. Yeah, he is unstoppable. Yeah, like he he will single-handedly destroy you. And on just a, a whim of luck is he defeated. Yeah. Which I think is awesome which, as well. Which they, they... So I grew up with the book, so, like, uh, we'd all, like, gather up as a family and, like, my mom would read them to us or, yeah. like, we'd be on road trips and we'd have them, like, as an audio book. And, and so I grew up listening to these. Like, and your I mom read these. The Hobbit. Yeah. And that's, yeah. Yeah. And so, like, it was really just amazing to see all this stuff, like, live on screen, you know? And I feel like that is true for a lot of people because... Like, all of Tolkien's work has been popular for a long time, and it just, it's just amazing to see it. And I think the execution of Sauron is, is excellent. He looks amazing, too. Because it's strange, because he's, he's the big bad. You see him one time in and the prologue. he looks fantastic. I cannot get yeah. over how well they did such, such a good job, dude. I mean, you see his physical person one time in a prologue, and you understand immediately, like, this guy is no good. And yeah. I, that's, I, I, I think it's kind of crazy that there was almost not going to be a prologue in this movie. Yeah. So I guess the, the plan was to have Proto and Gandalf talk about it, and they were going to have flashbacks, which would be those scenes from, Yeah. which I think would have been interesting. It would have been okay. I do, I do not think, because I was on board with, uh, you know, with them doing that. I think it would have been great. But as far as, like, because they executed the prologue so well, I do think they made the right decision to not do it in a flashback conversation. Yeah. I think the thing I like the most is, like, there's this good change of pace from, like, big battle, really intense scene, and then you immediately cut to, like, Bilbo in the Shire. And it lets you know, like, you go from this, like, it shows you how bad it was to, like, how good it is now. Yeah. It's been... And that's why I like that they did the prologue first and didn't cut it in between. It shows you that it's been dormant. Yeah. For a long time. Yeah. It's... Yeah. I think it's excellent. I, I believe I believe that as well. Yeah, I, I, I can't get over how much I really like the prologue and and, and just the PST scene. <laughs> like, I, I just, I just is, think about it, it every great. time. It, it just is my favorite thing. I think about it every time I watch it. All right, so 
Not to so the first scene Gandalf shows up, right? So before so in the extended cut, it starts with Bilbo and he's like about to start writing the like the Hobbit. He's about to start talking about his adventures yes. and stuff. And he goes kind of I think like too long about how like peaceful the Shire is and how like they love gardening and they love ale and they love peace they and quiet. Being people. I think it I think I think that opening goes a little too long. And so I'm kind of glad they cut that out. Yeah. Of like the theatrical cut. Yeah. But it's like fun if you like if you have time and you want to spend if four you're hours fucking, watching if you're a nerd, Rings, yeah. yeah. Which I do. I love yeah, watching four hours of Big fan. Big fan of the movie. But I that's a scene I totally get why they cut that out. Yeah. And so then you get to Frodo, you know, and he meets up with Gandalf and do they have just this the greatest scene when they're on his cart? <laughs> And uh, I think Wizard when, is never late. Yeah, arrives precisely when he needs to. And I feel like this is probably a a thing that a lot of people know, but like that's a practical scene. There's no CGI done there to make Frodo look small. They're in a cart that's like specially built that has Elijah Wood sitting like six feet back from uh, Ian McKellen to make Frodo look really small, and they just had the c- the camera positioned just so yeah. that way it looks like they're they're next to each other but right. photo looks small it's, yeah. it's so good they do they do a lot of a lot of uh, camera tricks and almost great makeup yeah. in this movie it's not movies today are not made the way that these films were that's why i think i, I, I hold them in such high regards for sure because it's not all based on like cgi this is not all done behind a green screen this is like so we we talked about falcon and winter soldier and I just every time the shield shows up and it's CGI, I'm like, why didn't they just put a real shield in? It's like I mean, why there, is it CGI? There, there are real. There's sometimes real there's sometimes when it just falls to the ground and it's yes. a CGI shield. Yes. And I'm like, why? Why are we doing this? A Spidey suit, buddy. Yeah. Why yeah. is Sp- yeah. yeah? Why is Spider-Man all CGI? Like, yeah. there's just so much stuff. It it's it is, without a doubt, better to just have practical effects. And and I think that. And I understand why like Marvel can't do that stuff. I, mean, I get it. They have. I mean, you can't tell me it's because of a time crunch. This all three movies were filmed in like a year for Lord of the Rings, so they were on a time crunch. I'm just saying. It feels like ten years worth of time. No, they were all filmed in one year. Well, that's fine, but I understand why Marvel does it as well. I mean, there's, there's, you can't make a space alien. I'm just saying the the reason I think that everyone loves these movies is because they feel real all the time. Absolutely, yeah. Because nothing, there's like zero shortcuts taken in these movies. Yeah. And I'm one sorry. of them is like this, like forced perspective shots they do, where they they have the actors in the shot, and they just do a little trick of the camera to make it look like one of them is smaller. Yeah, and it's like or it's so it's so imperceivable that you don't even think like, why is Elijah Wood so small? Like, why is Gandalf? It just so seems big? natural. You're just like, oh yeah, he's a hobbit. Yeah. Like you just it's, watch it's it. Very and it's very natural. So good. Yeah. All right. So going on in the movie, you were in the Shire, um, and we are going into the celebration of. Bilbo's life of his birthday his, his 111th, 111th birthday. birthday big deal uh, 111th the way they enunciate it uh, there's one actor in that I, I so I listened to the commentary and I think I heard it right they said there's one actor in the entirety of the trilogy that didn't wear a wig and it's one little kid in Bilbo's oh, birthday hair. and they were like he just has perfect hobbit hair yeah and so they didn't put a wig on him. Also known if I was that, I could have been that kid. I think it's Billy Billy Jackson, I believe is his name. Is his name? His name is Billy Jackson? Yeah. He's, he's a, a new, kid? he's just like a little New Zealand kid. His they, name is William Jackson. 
I okay. Yeah, sounds sure. sounds not like a. Either way, yeah, it's it astounds me that no one had Hobbit hair except for him, like in the whole movie. They're telling me, uh, oh, I cannot remember his name. Uh, Sean Astin is wearing a wig. They're all wearing wigs, dude. Sean, it looks like his hair. They, it's it's because all the makeup artists and, just and, that good. and they yeah. did a great job. Yeah. Like it's just so good. Uh, so yeah, that, that was my little fun fact about his 111th birthday. Um, also, great scene. Um, just the fact that you get to connect with him more, basing on uh, the Hobbit being more of a human level than what you would expect. I uh, coming into a into a fantasy fictional movie. Not gonna be able to connect with uh, fictional characters that much, but they really humanize them in that scene. I read this really good tweet. It was like talking about how why there's such like great food, and everyone's always eating so much delicious stuff in in Lord of the Rings, and they have these celebrations and stuff. And they were like, it's because J.R.R. Tolkien fantasized about having good food because all he had to eat was British food, <laughs> <laughs> it's which so I assume sucks. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. Oh, another fun fact about the, uh, the the birthday. So they lit, they really lit 111 candles on his birthday cake. It's obviously not like a real cake. It's like a prop cake. You know, yeah. it's like made of like, I don't know, some kind of plastic. And apparently the whole thing kind of caught on fire. But they, while Bilbo was giving a speech, he just kept going. And they were like, this thing is like really lighting up. <laughs> and they, but he just like, he just ignored it and kept going. So like the whole cake, like really caught up and he was just like he's just like all right no i'm good scene keeps going dude don't stop the scene for that shit no he's great uh he introduced you to uh mary and pippin and their antics which is just i had a note about that just the greatest way to introduce them. i i believe so as well it lets really lets you know they're like the little little troublemakers yeah the little party heathens uh very much the characters i related to the most in this movie um instantly even being a child did not know that i was uh a deviant yet uh, but very much uh, related to them. No, I think it's the... Uh, apparently, they were going to be introduced later, like, um, with Sam. The idea was that Sam, Mary, and Pippin were all listening in on the door when Gandalf happy that that is happened. talking yeah. to Frodo about the ring, and he opens the door, and they all fall in, which is kind of really reminiscent of what they did in um, The Hobbit, where all the dwarves are, like, at the door, and they open yeah. the door, and they all come in. So I'm glad they didn't do that. I think yeah. them having some antics right off the bat, so good. Like and, it, then meet, and then meeting them later in when wow, they're also performing no, more antics. It just so establishes yeah. them, as, and then when they like, they finally become like their own kind of characters and their heroes. Because like Merry and Pippin split is like really massive. People huge. don't talk about it. And it's like they, those two characters are so, I think, very important to me as far as the story goes. Yeah. Which a lot of people see them as kind of like side unnecessary characters, and I don't. I don't agree with that at all. I, I want so I want a movie that is just Gandalf Pippin team up. Oh yes, like, I think just it's, him calling you so stupid great. shit. They're so great yeah. in it. Peter Jackson actually has the the set of Hobbits and uh, oh sorry uh, Bag End, which is Bilbo's house. Yeah. So they were like gonna just demolish it because you, know, you have to like clear out your set once you build it. You can't just like yeah. leave stuff there. Um. So he asked New Line Cinema. He was like, "If I can come up with storage, like, can I have it?" They're like, yeah. That's awesome. And so his plan is to, like, on his property. So I would like, live in that house. Yeah. I don't know if he's done it yet, but because, you know, when I heard the commentary, you know, this is from 2000 when it came out, uh, he he still has it. I don't know if he's built it up yet, but his plan is to, like, have his own 
you know, bag end in his like which on his property, which is amazing. Awesome. Yeah, it's just so cool. And just another thing about bag end, like everything in that house is built twice, like at a one for one scale, like not one for one, but like a a, a scale for like the hobbits to be in it and yeah. Gandalf to be in it. Yes. So like even like candlesticks. They're built so like when Gandalf's in the scene, they're very small. Small, but when Bilbo's in the they're large. Yeah, yes. it's amazing. Like it, it, just the amount of time that went into making this movie feel real is yeah. astounding to me. We, we, we are supposed to. We're already twenty minutes in, and we're just waxing poetic about just how <laughs> amazing the set is. Like I mean, it's so good. Everything right about the this bat movie too, is amazing. Right off the bat, too, the cast is amazing. Even Helena Gandalf is. I don't think that you could have cast that better. I do not believe so. I don't think you could pick a better person to play Gandalf. I mean, like, speaking of casting, like, you know, Aragorn, uh, like, Viggo Mortensen was cast, like, right before they started filming. They had a different actor lined up for it. And then they... He was, like, a bigger-name guy, too, wasn't it? Uh, I'd have to look it up. No, he was kind of small. But they, they recast him because they were, like, they did a couple scenes with him. They're like, you're way too young. Yeah. And so they, like, we need to get an older actor. And that's when Viggo Mortensen got it. So he came on, like, really late in the in the filming. Alright, the uh, actor originally cast as Aragorn was Stuart Townsend. You may know him from Queen of the Damned and League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I have no idea who he played in either of those. No, I've only seen League of Extraordinary, <laughs> Extraordinary Gentlemen and, uh, yeah, no, no clue. I know because I what's looked this, it what's up. What's this dude look like? Let's see. It looks like a Irish dude. Yeah, no, no, no clue. <laughs> but he does. I mean, he looks too young to be Aragorn. Yeah. So I'm yeah, glad he's recast. Yeah. I mean, obviously. Or, Poor guy didn't get to be Aragorn in the greatest movie ever made. <laughs> uh, so that's got to be pretty heartbreaking, but I think it worked out really well. And so yeah. you go past the birthday, you get the ring to Frodo, and then they have that whole scene that got cut out, luckily, that wasn't the prologue, where, you know, Frodo and... Yes. I mean, yeah, Frodo and Gandalf were talking about it. Yeah. And I'm glad that got changed. Uh, interesting thing, in the book, it's like... 17 years between Frodo getting the ring from Bilbo Gandalf leaves to go like research the ring and stuff and then that's when he comes back but kind of in the movie it, it kind of feels like maybe it's a couple months I would say days that's the way I felt it um, feels fast yeah, yeah. Very fast. they one were thing like, you gotta understand about this movie is that um, it is uh, you these can't. three films take I mean it's a year of Frodo traveling yeah. to Mordor, isn't so, it? Yeah. yeah, and you can't like indulge these like seventeen year thing. And then even when when Gandalf gives the ring to Frodo and tells him like, "Hey, you really need to go. Like, it needs to be out of the Shire. You have to travel with this." Frodo takes a year in the book to get ready to go. That's wild. Yeah. And in in the movie, it's obviously like immediately. Yeah, we gotta get the heck out of here. Which yeah. is which I think is a great adaptation of the book. I think that's yeah, like, it's like I mean, obviously, if you're watching it, it's like, hey, you got a year to get out of here. Like, why is so long? Like, why yeah. don't they just be here? It adds a lot more like tension to like what's going on. It makes everything about the ring seem like a much more serious threat. Because yes. if if it's like if Bill, if Frodo's just like, oh, I'll take a year to get out of here, no big deal. Then I'm like, I don't take the ring very seriously. seriously yeah. So I like that it's like sped up in the movie. Like you have to do that. Yeah. One of my favorite scenes happens shortly after that. It's when they get into the cornfield, Farmer Maggot's yes. field. Very, very big fan of that scene. And they run in Merry and Pippin again, and they're back up to their antics, and they fall off that cliff, which apparently a stuntman like dislocated his shoulder during that. He's yeah. like one of the only injuries like during 
the filming of the first movie, and it was like just like a very small fall. They were like really sad that it happened. They're like, yeah. "This is a nonsense. You shouldn't have gotten hurt." And yeah, it like sucked. But when they land on the ground and and you know he's like, "Oh, that was close." He only Pippin like almost lands in like poop or something, <laughs> and then he's like, "Oh, I see mushrooms," and like Sam gets up and pushes Pippin down. And then you see Sam, like, running towards the camera. And if you look back, as Pippin and um, Mary try to get up, Mary gets up and shoves Pippin back down again. <laughs> and it's just one of my favorite scenes. Like, he's just getting picked on. You know, like, poor <laughs> Pippin. He just, like, he just wants mushrooms. And everyone's like, get out of here. These yeah. are mine. And I think it really just plays more to, like, these these hobbits just, like, really love food. You yeah. Know? Like, it's, like, like, it's great. Yeah. It's, uh, it's one of my it's, – it's just a – I made a note of it because I was like, it's just a little scene, just a well, little makes, thing that happens, makes and I was you like, it's bit, so it, good. It's another thing that makes you more relatable to these characters. Yeah, it's a big thing. It's like every, everyone's been the Pippin. Yeah, everyone's been you know the Mary like pushing your friend mm-hmm. down like, no, nah, that's mine. Everyone's been those. Everyone's been those situations. I mean, they, maybe not running from race, but it's just, it. Yeah, I love that scene. Yeah, it is very good. So I, uh, in the commentary, they talk about, um, you know, in the Ring Wraith comes because they're on that road and Frodo's like get off the road yeah quick and the wraith comes over them and all the bugs come out and everything I guess they like they were trying to figure out what bugs to put in and so they had like a centipede and like a weta and stuff and the centipede just like mauled and killed the weta like to death like apparently it was pretty brutal and so they're (laughs) like they're like okay we won't put those bugs in the same scene together because they'll just fight yeah they'll kill each other well, yeah, like I, I would have had no idea. Like yeah. it's just, a, just a fun little fact. I, they're like we had to cast insects to figure out like who, which ones they could get to squirm away. And, and that's just how yeah, deep they go. I into guess they, movies, I dude. guess the weta was no good, which is yeah. kind of surprising because like, uh, so a weta is like a giant cricket, and it's like native to New Zealand, and that's what Peter Jackson named the VFX studio that did all the work on uh, Lord of the Rings. It's called Weta. Yeah, because that was filmed generally. I think the entire yeah. the entirety of it is filmed. Even the yeah. studios, they no, they I think they did some studios in London. Yeah, for like pickup shots, like after, like uh, principal photography was done, but the majority of it is like almost entirely filmed in New Zealand. Yeah. Big reason for that is there's like huge tax cuts in New Zealand to film. I didn't know that. So they that's why they do they not they have like Hobbit those houses the Hobbits live in. Like Hobbiton is like still there from what like I understand. They, they, people live in those things. No, it's like a tourist thing you go to. People I don't, don't live. Because I think they're, I don't, well, no, they have to be filmed actual size. But yeah. it's still a thing. It's yeah. there. But people don't live there. I don't like. That'd be awesome. That would be tight. You, yeah. you, like, have to, like, dress in, like, hobbit <laughs> yeah, All the time. You, like, have to put on the prosthetic feet every morning. I wouldn't even care. <laughs> I'd be so, I'd be so like, happy. Like, you can live here, but you have to be dedicated <laughs> to the role. That's fine. You know that episode of South Park where they're, like, they go and they visit that, like, old mining town? And like the 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 bank robbers show up, and they like won't give them the code to the door to get out because they're like, "What's a code? Like we live in nineteen like nine. Oh, okay, like, yes. And they they won't tell them the code. It's like that. Like if you want to live in Hobbiton, you have to be like dedicated to the role. <laughs> yes. Like you have to do it. That'd be amazing. <laughs> you don't know what phones are. Yeah, what's a what's a fancy phone? South Park is amazing. But uh. Like, moving on further, one of the cool things, I think, is... So, they get to Bree later, you know, because that's where Gandalf's tent Frodo. Oh, uh, big, like, big fence place. Yeah. I love that the person checking the door 
opens up like a, a normal man sized door. He has a first, door. And it he like doesn't see anyone, it closes it and it goes to like the little it's door. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was amazing. It's too. so yeah. good. Yeah. And that's just another thing to me. It's like it so sets you up. Like you're in you're in like a fantasy world. Yeah. Like you're in a you're in a different place and, and it's, it's like small subtle things like that that mm-hmm. make this movie awesome. I mean we're gonna see it all over it's, and it's gonna be great. It's a it's a tiny scene that I just I think about. Every time I watch the movie, I'm like, oh, he's going to open up the little door because they're short. Like, because it's normal to have, like, dwarves and yeah. hobbits come in here. Like, it's yeah, it's so good. Another one of my favorite parts about that is uh, when they go to the bar. Like, they have these in pints. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Holy shit. How much is like, that's like your whole stomach full for a hobbit, dude. Yeah. So, you know, there's that cameo with Peter Jackson when they're going, they're walking through Bree before they get to the Prancing Pony. Yeah. And you get the cameo of Peter Jackson, and he's, like, sitting there eating a carrot. So apparently he was supposed to be smoking a pipe, but he said that tobacco made him so sick he couldn't do it. <laughs> and so, so they have him like eating a carrot instead. Are you trying to tell me right now that Gandalf isn't smoking weed this whole, this whole movie? Dude. I'm pretty sure. That he's... So uh, if you, you bring that up, uh, so they thought uh, Peter Jackson was like, he's like, I really want to have a scene where he, they're, him and Bilbo are smoking. Yeah. And he was like, I really want to have the scene where he like does it like a smoke ship. Yeah. And he thought he was like the the studio's gonna come back at this so hard, like they're gonna say no, you can't have smoking in this. Yeah. And he was so nervous the scene had to get cut, and they didn't say anything that's about awesome, it. That's awesome because that's a great scene. And so he was like, yeah. oh, perfect, like it's great. So he was like apparently really nervous that it was gonna get cut, but it made it into the, <laughs> the theatrical cut. Like it's so good. It was very good. Uh, another cool thing about like the when they're in the bar. They have, like, people on stilts in, like, big people suits mm-hmm. when they walk by the hobbits to make them look smaller. smaller just yeah. a cool, cool thing. And, dude, just, just Strider in the corner, man. Strider. Yeah, I forget that he gets He looks that. so good. I think one of the coolest... Do you think they use, like, big-ass cups then? Like, yeah. the pints? Yeah. Yeah, they had these massive glasses. I guess that was kind of like an ad-lib thing. Uh, they just found the biggest glass they had and gave it to Pippin. Yeah. That way he had, like, a big glass <laughs> yeah. to be a pint. But, uh... One of my favorite scenes of that is is just Strider smoking a pipe and the light from the pipe kind of lights up his eyes yeah. and his face and it's just like very good cinematography. So you're you're like not sure like is he good is he bad like if you haven't read the books like you, you don't really no know idea. you're yeah. like is this friend or foe yeah. and I, think I mean they, seven they, year old me watched this movie you had no idea for yeah. sure yeah. it's it's just like is who is this guy? Uh, obviously good you know yeah the best probably <laughs> the best dude he's he's awesome. Uh, another scene I love, because um, the wraiths track in there, because you know Frodo gets the ring on his finger, you know when the uh, falls on there. It's kind of cheesy, but that's okay. Well, it, it's kind of eh. I think it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Because in the book, it's like Pippin's fault either way, but it like happens in a dumber way in the book. I don't remember, but I know yeah. it's like dumber, and so like accidentally falling. And I like it because it's like the ring wants. To fall on his finger, mm-hmm. and I like the idea of like the ring is trying to be on his finger, which is uh, a concept that kind of gets. Um, as a viewer, you can kind of forget that sometimes the ring is almost its own entity. It's yeah, all, it's it's almost its own person. Yeah, it's a you know I mean? it's a character. Yeah. Yeah. like yeah, and like so yeah, like if you look at that from like the lens of like, uh, is it practical? Would it actually happen? Like one in a million? No, never happened. But like in the story, it's like the ring really, really wants to be worn to like signal the ring race you know mm-hmm. and so it like i think if you have that context in your head it makes more sense yeah and Absolutely. i think it's great and so they show up to brie 
and you think like, oh my god, the hobbits are about to be killed. And it's it's one of the best combinations I think of like cinematography and score when the ringwraiths go into the prancing pony and just start murdering those pillows. And like, well, it's like just when they enter in, and you know, like the the barkeep is like hiding. Yeah. And like, there's like fog coming in through the door, and they just come in. There's like blades out ready to go, and then yeah, and then they get to the beds. And they, they and it's such a great job of like just filmmaking to like it makes the viewer believe like oh my god they're gonna be dead, dead like because yeah. you don't realize they're in different beds like, yeah you're like these guys are dead and then they just go stabbing away and it's yeah. it and you're like oh my god like it's over <laughs> it like it's over for these do you guys. Do they set up those beds to make it look like the? Hobbit I want to believe that they yeah did. I do too because otherwise why would it make sense? Like it must have been like they. Because the Prancing Pony is an inn, so they felt the ring at the inn when Frodo wore it, and then they went to a different place across the street or whatever. Yeah. So they, of course, they'd go to the inn. I just thought it was a different room, so. No, because they're across the street. Uh, There's, like, a zoom-out shot. You can see, like, Aragorn looking in at the room that the Nazgul are, like, stabbing up. And then they bail. And that's when he... You gotta get the heck out of here. That's when he gives, like, the little babies. Like, they were once, like, great kings of men. Yeah. Yeah. Just... Aragorn could just talk forever. I forever. could always I, listen. He's, he's awesome. Um, then they bail, you know. They get out of there. And then that's, when you, that's when you get second breakfast line, which is uh, just no, amazing. Dumbass Pippin starts cooking bacon, and then Frodo gets stabbed. That's when you get Weathertop, yeah, shortly after yeah. that. Which, again, it just it just shows, like, how... I don't think the Hobbits really realize what they're doing until, like, after uh, Rivendell. Yeah, they don't realize how serious. Like, yeah, because they're, like, they're like, oh, yeah, we... Tomatoes and nice crispy bacon. Yeah. It's like, they have no... What about second breakfast? They're, like, gonna kill you. Yeah, like, like, everyone's like, you guys are fucking dumb kids. It's just like a... It just shows, like, they don't really get it until later on. And I think it helps, like, kind of the viewer, too, because, like, you don't really get it Frodo gets a little bit more. um, For sure. For sure. Especially after he gets stabbed, obviously. Which is cool. So, like, that's a... I don't know if people know that. That's the witch king that stabs him. Yeah, which I don't. I don't think a lot of people know. Who's the the leader of the nine? You know, um, no man can kill me. Yeah, yeah. Ain't that dude. Yeah. Uh, dude. So I don't have very many problems with this movie. One of my big problems is like you know, so they're on Weathertop. They're fighting. Yeah. And Aragorn throws the torch at the one Nazgul and sticks right in his face and he just starts waving his yeah. arms like ah just catch it in your fucking mouth like, it's just like <laughs> I, it looks goofy as it shit does. it does and and big props to the stuntman who yeah, is on fire absolutely. it looks so fucking goofy it, like, does, it looks incredibly silly I, I do not love that part uh, it looks like it's gonna be cool and then it ends and I'm like not very cool but that, i think that is also the first scene where the hobbits kind of start to realize as well because they all step up and like yo we gotta back our boy frodo here yeah and not let him you know be dead he does get stabbed i think uh, it's cool too because it it also shows you like the nazgul are like absolutely not to be fucked with no like, they're not yeah absolutely. they they throw them away like uh, i mean they're right hobbits so they're already nothing but they toss them like no big deal um uh hitler's hitler's guard people the secret fucking the ss dudes Whatever. That's, yeah, that's yeah. who they remind me of. Which is, which makes sense because, well, I guess Tolkien was in the First World War, which was still against Germany, but before I mean, the But Nazis the books came out during World War Two, didn't they? Because The Hobbit came out in 37. I'd imagine the one, the, the other, The Lord of the Rings weren't too far after. I don't know the particulars on that. Yeah. I'm not going to speak know, to it. I, I know uh, 1937 because of uh, Falcon Winter Soldier. That's how I know that. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, you just love that show too, right? It's, it's all right. Uh, but yeah, no, very good. Um, I think, yeah, Weathertop is a fine scene. Uh, oh, fun fact, right before that, when they're in like the little kind of bog traveling, and you know, um, Aragorn kills like a deer to bring to the hobbits, you know, and yeah. he's like, let's eat. That was like Viggo Mortensen's idea to be like, to show that he's like he's like a rugged traveler, like yeah, he's a ranger, he ranger, like yeah. he lives this way. And Where so, the fuck, does get apples from? They went, they like went to a butcher and got a whole deer. That's not fake. Like <laughs> he like is carrying a deer, and like they have it. Like that's that's like again just speaks to how like real this movie feels. Uh, how deep they dove in yeah. into making every like they, single scene. It's a good. real deer yeah. that he like, and it was. I think it's amazing that it's Viggo Mortensen's idea. He's like Strider. I think would have killed. A, he would have gone hunting. Yeah, absolutely. And we should have this in the movie. And yeah. Peter Jackson's like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I just think it's it, great. It, it, it's it, just it. amazing. Like, I think you don't realize the, like the impact like actors have on movies. You know, like they they embody these characters and they take it really seriously and like I think it's a, it's a cool craft to have you know yeah. it's a cool ability to have and be like hey I think you do this and to have a director who like believes in that character enough to be like yeah I think you would I just think it's a really neat it's a neat scene that I, maybe not a lot of people know about it's a real deer he carried <laughs> a, a real deer. deer and he was like yeah we're gonna eat I just think it's amazing so then uh, so Frodo gets stabbed by the witch king Gosh uh, comes infected with dark magic or something yeah, like so he's going to turn into a Nazgul if he doesn't get healed, and that's when... Uh, Liv Tyler shows up. Yeah. yeah. Aragorn? Aragorn. Oh Arwen. Arwen, yeah. I don't really give a shit about her character, to be honest. I think she's great. I do not. I do not think that she's that good. I think that... So, in the book, it's... it's. Uh, oh, man. It's a different elf. It's yeah. not Gil-Galad. I can't remember who it is. A different elf shows up for it. And they were just like, we just can't introduce more characters. There's yeah, too many. I mean, especially with her being a major part of Aragorn's story, is a good place to put her yeah. in after Aragorn gets her introduced. It's funny that you don't really like her character because I, one of my favorite shots in the whole movie is is the chase between. Oh, I think the when chase all the awesome. nine show yeah, up, I think that scene is awesome. Like, there's there's one really wide shot from like it must be from a helicopter. It's so high above. Uh, and it's it's all the nine chasing this like white horse. Yeah, and it's it's just the an scene amazing is awesome. shot. You can see uh, you can see a jeep in the background. Pay attention. You can't, dude. That's all lie. <laughs> There's like rumors that you can see a car in the background when Sam's like, oh, this is the farthest from home I've ever been. Yeah. I've watched that a thousand That's, times. I've never, I've never seen, seen it. it. I've never. It seen doesn't it exist. There's a rumor that there's a a, a sticker on the apple that no gets thrown at Pippin. <laughs> There's no sticker. There's a lot of lies here. Let's not spread false Dude, truths. Do your due diligence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't spread false truths. You, know? you can see the Jeep. Though. There is no Jeep in the movie. <laughs> Stop it. Um, I've never seen it, um, the Jeep, so no. I, do, I do agree with you. It's bullshit. But I just love the way that that, 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 that chase is, is filmed. Awesome. It's like, so... Um, I do still not understand why they cannot go into the water. It's more of a book thing. They don't like it. They just don't like it. They just don't like thinking about it. I mean, that's not going to kill him, but they're just like, nah, I don't like him. Yeah, I don't want to get wet. I'm wearing these clothes. It's but heavy. one thing I want to say about the chase is um, it starts out before they're even being chased. She's like riding across like just plains, mm -hmm. just like grassland. And then it kind of gets a little more rugged and there's like kind of small wooded areas. And that's kind of where the chase starts and it gets more wooded. Yeah. And then they finally get to like this kind of like a ravine where the river's at yeah and it's like very rocky very wooded kind of mountainous and i think that is a great way 
just film-wise with no, like, dialogue or anything to tell you, like, they've traveled a long way. Like, you don't just go from, like, different ecosystems immediately. No, absolutely not. And I think it's a really cool kind of storytelling device to be like, they were in planes. Now that's kind of wooded. Now they're like kind of deep woods in, yeah. in like the mountains. It's it, they've been they've been chasing. Yeah, it's a long like they've time. been moving, and yeah. so I think it's a really good kind of storytelling device to be like this is, this has been over a period of time. Yeah, uh, even though it happens very quickly in the well, movie. Well, it's just like so. One thing you have to understand about those movies is, is that, it it is, a long like I know the movies are long and stuff like that, but seem things do seem to happen quickly. Which they're not. It is taking place over a long extended period yeah, of time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and, and I just love I love that scene. And I mean, it doesn't take Frodo and Sam four hours to walk to Mordor. It takes no, it's forever. Like, it's yeah. like days yeah. and days. They're in yeah. Mordor for like a long time. Yes. Like, yeah. It's it's just yeah. But I, I really love like the transition of like ecosystems to be like but you know like hey they're, they're really moving. Well, yeah, like, they're, 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 they're getting places. after it. Yeah. And then she uses her her elf magic or whatever to cause water horses so there's argument about that she didn't like cast a spell she was saying stuff the river is already magical and so she's kind of like trying to get it to do something not she's like coaxing it being like do this please like yeah help me out she didn't command the river to do that that's like a book thing which is hard to translate into a movie. Not like, a whole lot of people don't understand that. Yeah, I think this like, elf has wizard powers. It's like, are you going to put that in like a little text box below? Like, please do this. Like, I really need help yeah. right now. Like, yeah. it, it would look stupid. So, yeah. like, it, the, the scene plays out fine. Yeah, actually. It, yeah, that's actually if I have to say of all the VFX shots in the film, that's like the one I like the least. least. Yeah, absolutely. I would say so too. And I think it's cool that it's like horses, but I just think it's like not good. It could <laughs> just been some water. Uh, yeah, I agree. Like, yeah, it, I, it's like there are I, again. Like I love these mil- movies. I, it's hard for me to come up with complaints for them. That's one of the shots. I'm like, that's like not my favorite like, <laughs> shot like, ever. Like it could have just been like rushing rapids, right, and it would have gotten the same thing. So after that, they they uh, they get to Rivendale as next as the next part of the film, correct? Yeah, and uh, so in the book. So during that whole thing, like parallel to that story, is Gandalf going to Saruman and oh, telling him he knows about, about the that. ring? Yes, yeah. In the book, it's, they were supposed to meet them. At, yeah, at Bree. Yeah. In the book, uh, they that whole part of Gandalf's story gets explained in Rivendell. It's not like paralleled. Yeah. But in the movie, they they have them running side by side, which I think is great. Like, yeah. You know, you gotta have you gotta have that explanation. Like, why is like one of the greatest wizards like gonna turn against you? You have to show that. Yeah. And I, I think it's just so funny to see old men fly around a room it like when pretty. they do magic. It, it, it's so yeah. it's so funny. Like Gandalf just spinning around, dude. It's just it's just great because like you know they do like one like two second take on like Ian McKellen, and then they have an extra just <laughs> yeah. go fucking flying. <laughs> like <Yeah>. like <laughs> it's it's great, and you know it's not him, but it's yeah. just like it's just so funny. You just it's just a guy with gray hair like slamming <laughs> a wall. Like, it's so funny. Um, and then, you know, he catches the moth, moth and yeah, which is actually a very good scene. And then we see like the great turn of Saruman, like, you know, and, and it's kind of a Sauron. No, Saruman. Uh, yeah, I know you're right. You're right. Yeah, is, yeah. It's kind of a big point that I think Tolkien put in on purpose in the book was like, he loves nature. He hates, like he did, uh, uh, hated being a part of World War One. Like, yeah. aborted. Like, I mean, he, he despise taking life yeah. 
and so like to have a scene where like you're ripping trees out of the ground out of like this sacred wizard temple is like yeah. it's like a, an amazing like kind of metaphor you know it just shows like this is pure evil doing this like yeah. this is saruman's like ultimate turn to like being evil like He's destroying nature that the has very been thing a part. That he's like been protecting yeah. for so he's, long. He's yeah. been he's been at the foot of Fangor. His his you know huge portion of his wizard life, and yeah. now he's destroying it. Yeah. And I think it's just like a big part. Of, I, I mean, obviously, I think Tolkien put it in absolutely on purpose. It's like this is evil people do this. Like this is it disgusted him. Yeah, it's so like only a really bad guy would do this. And and he does he's like like rip them from the roots like he just doesn't care. care yeah uh, and I think that's like a great scene where he's just like tear them out like that's good and there's so much stuff in that like all those are just like giant miniatures like all of Isengard is like a huge miniature they just like do these huge shots it's just amazing it it's just so well done I just can't <laughs> say enough good stuff about this movie all right so like next big scene obviously the council meeting you know. I know he reunites with Gandalf, like the whole fellowship's back yeah, together. Yeah, a little bit past that. Well, we're not even like actually to the fellowship. Yet. No, it has not even been made. But we get to we get to Elrond and dude, he just talks about how men are weak. Mr. Smith, yeah. Dude, I sent you this like picture. It's this tweet, and it's like a from an Elrond tweet account. Yeah. <laughs> he's like he's like men men are weak, and then there's like. <laughs> High off Elrond apologizes for racist comment. Like, it's so good. And then he's like, it was a different age. age. It's so good. <laughs> I just love I, I send I send you almost exclusively Lord yeah, of the Rings we, memes. Like, see him, dude. I'm like, oh, he's it's so funny. Like that it's just it's just so ingrained into like my life. Like, yeah, it is massive. These yeah. these films were a big big part of me. Um, that's for sure. And so we get the we get the cool fellowship shot, you know, like obviously you know they're they're gonna get together. And my boy Sean Bean comes in. Comes yeah. In here, uh, Boromir is probably my favorite character in this whole movie. So there's a really cool shot when they get the whole fellowship together, and um, they have Gimli standing with all the hobbits, and then they're superimposed on top of like Aragorn and Legolas and Boromir because they're all obviously taller. Yeah. But it actually turned out like so. The actor who plays Gimli is like six something. Yeah, he's like, a big he's guy, a giant. Big fella, yeah. And it turned out like his scale was like perfect. Yeah. So he's just—it's just him standing with like Elijah Wood, Wood and the rest of them. That's awesome. I did not know. That. And then they just like put them on top of like, you know, the the human characters, like the taller characters. An elf character. And and so they don't, uh, they didn't have to change the scale of Gimli at all because oh, he's humans? so tall. No, they're uh, oh my god, they're the same race that the. It starts with an M. Oh man, dude, you're calling up book stuff, dude. <laughs> I just I I did not know this. So like the Balrog and um, that's not Mjolnir. That's the hammer. That's that's Thor's hammer. That's Thor's hammer. It's like similar to that, but it's like they're these like very powerful beings, and like the Balrog is like the same. Alright, so like their body, like their physical attributes don't really necessarily dictate. But they're the like race. they're like from that same like kind of cast, I yeah. guess. And like some became like like they call him the the Balrog of Morgoth. So Morgoth is like the sort of like demigod that like Sauron served. Yeah. And then Morgoth gets like cast away and Sauron's like, Well now I'm gonna rule Middle earth. And uh so he gets Balrogs under him. 
I mean, like, Morgoth had Balrogs. So there was a lot of Balrogs at one point. And then... It's just the one that's left is, like... So he's not, like, the only Balrog of Morgoth. He's just, like, the only Balrog of Morgoth left. Or at least in Lothal. And I don't... And I don't know everything about it. I'm not a book expert. I know that when they say Balrog of Morgoth, Morgoth was, like, the really, really bad guy before Sauron. Okay. Alright, so we get uh, we get all the boys meeting up in Rivendell. Dude, and I love the scene, and this is only in the extended version. They, like, walk out of Rivendell, and Frodo's, like, leading them, because he's like, I'll carry the ring, like, I'm the guy. Yeah. And he's like, he, like, whispers back to Gandalf, he's like, where do I go? <laughs> that is awesome. And he's like, turn left. <laughs> like, it's so good. <laughs> and I hate that, I hate that that's taken out of the Yeah, because that's, that's a great, Because it really lets time. you know, like, hey, like, Frodo, Frodo is, like, the guy to, like, resist the ring. Like, he's one of few people who is, like, able to do this job. Captain America movie. But he's not like he's not a warrior. He's no. he's not a navigator. He's just a brave like, dude stepping up like, to yeah. where he feels like he needs to step up. Like he doesn't know Middle Earth. Like no. he doesn't know where to go. And and he needs the fellowship as much as the fellowship needs him. Yeah. Like and I just think it's such a good scene. And it's tragic that it's cut because he's like, Where do I go? Like I need <laughs> you to help me. And they're like, Well, we need you to help us and it's such a good scene. Really, really sad that it got cut. But yeah. But if you have the extended version, you never have to miss it. <laughs> extended versions are a better version yeah. of the movie. I exclusively watch them. Yeah. Um, I don't think I've watched Return of the King theatrical version since I saw it in theaters. I don't, I don't know. It is. I don't know a different way to watch them now. I like, miss them now. But anyway. Let's, we'll let's, talk about no, it. Let's not get too it's far. It's a three-part series. Yeah. We will get to the mouth of Sauron. <laughs> Which is uh, probably my favorite part, probably. Our single favorite character. <laughs> yeah. He's just amazing. And he's uh, in the movie for two minutes. I, like, we so could use more of him. But, um, so, so we get we get the boys meeting up at Rivendale. They all know, here's my, you have my axe, you have, you have, have my bow, bow. You, have all, you have all my shit, dude. You know, so uh, they hand all their stuff off to Frodo, and Frodo walks out there by himself. No, I'm kidding. They get up in the mountains. Uh, so they're in these like snowy mountains, and Sean Bean is terrified of helicopters. I don't know if everyone knows this little tidbit, but all those scenes they filmed, they like drove him as close as they could get, <laughs> and he had to hide. And then he walked yeah. in like Sean Bean yeah. is the freaking man. All right, is it Sean Bond or Sheen Bean? Pick one, dude. You know what I mean? Like, either be Sheen Bean or Sean Bond. Like, you, you can't, can't, you can't, you can't be both. You can't have EA in both your names <laughs> and pronounced differently. differently. Yeah. But he is awesome. Big, big Sean Bean fan. So this dude, like, he literally hikes up the mountain with, like, a shield and sword on his back. Like, he's hiking. Yeah. Like, that's how he got to his scenes. Because yeah. he's like, I won't ride in a helicopter. You won't do it. Hey, man, maybe Kobe should have the same. Dude, yeah. Whoa. Right. There, there is some actually. Uh, there's a GoFundMe account to get LeBron James a helicopter. It's pretty bad, dude. dude that's brutal, dude. <laughs> that's brutal, dude. Okay. So, you know the scene where uh, Frodo drops the ring on the mountain, and then uh, Sean Bean picks it up. Yeah. So that's like a like a like it's like a five inch like diameter ring it's like a huge it's ring mad, they made really, yeah because the camera wouldn't focus on a small ring yeah and so they made a giant version of the ring to put in like you wouldn't have even yeah, known I the difference no idea. Like, yeah. yeah it's so good like it's such a good job and i i just love that like there's that moment where like Bormir has the ring and you're like oh my god is he gonna take it? and aragorn is like all strapped up ready to go he's like 
By the like, way, I'll kill this guy. Boromir's like, whole concept behind taking the ring, ring is a completely selfless act. I think it's admirable. Um, yeah, he just wants to help his people, which a lot of people like do not like. I'm a huge Boromir fan, um, and a lot of people are not. Um, but I do believe that he was just trying to do what was best for his people and for for everybody. He well, thought that he could use it to fight evil. And like he said, he's like he's like, uh, like my people have bled to like keep your land safe. Yeah. He's like by by my people's blood are are your lands kept safe. Like. Like he thinks like they like he's protecting Middle Earth like because yes. they're like, uh, Gondor is like on the doorstep of Mordor like yeah. he is they are the front line the, the yeah defense. and so like I totally get it like he kind of comes off as, as an ass at the beginning but yeah, he might be an ass but, but I think he's totally admirable in his like uh, conviction at least yeah absolutely I, I, I think have, he's a good dude. So I'm gonna like sidetrack here and get into some nerdy stuff. So you know, like those Games Workshop Lord of the Rings models I have. Yeah. I was like so into like I just paint them all the time when I was younger. Yeah. I want to do like a side quest storyline where you can do the storyline of the Fellowship, but like say you get to like that battle. No, of we Lords. did this right. Yeah, yeah, we did yeah, it. But yeah. I want to do it better. But like say <laughs> say Boromir lives. Yeah. Or say you do an alternate reality where like Faramir went instead. Yeah. And Faramir's in the fellowship. I, I'm I'm sidetracking. I'm just saying we, I want to do that do really this. bad. We I, did do this. I want to do this. I want to do it again. So then I think the the next cool scene I remember is uh, getting the mines. Yeah. yeah. I love that it's like a riddle to get in. Because he's like speak friend and enter and. And they have to fight the kraken. The watcher, yeah, the watcher in the water. It's a freaking kraken. So I think it's cool. In the book, it's you never see its face. It's just tentacles. Yeah. But they went through pretty extensive tries at how they wanted it to look because they wanted it to be a more menacing beast yeah. than just, like, tentacles Tickles. coming out. And I love that, like, it focuses on Frodo. Like, it's, like, kind of like all evil things know that, like... The ring is there. It's, like, they yeah. should go for him, you know? And so, like, because they, they get Merry and Pippin, and they kind of toss him away. And yeah. then they, like, really go after, after Frodo. Frodo. Yeah. That part is so hard in that game, too. I also love they say, they send, send Bill the Pony away just before. Yeah. They're like, get, get out, out of here. here. Yeah, make sure you're You don't need to be here. It's like, dude, there's orcs everywhere here. Yeah. You're going to get killed. In a <laughs> frozen <laughs> tundra. <laughs> you're going to get yeah. eat, dude. They just went through these crazy mountains. <laughs> yeah. Saruman sending, like, storms at them. It's like, you're a good horse. They're like, go on, go on, build a pony. But <laughs> I did feel good about that part because I did not want to see the horse die. Yeah. Um, but I do love that scene, and, and uh, the monster is so good. And and I I think they did a good job. I I want to reference like Jurassic Park where they like the first time you see the T Rex is in like dark and rain. Yeah. Because that's a good way to like kind of disrupt like maybe you don't have the best visual effects yet. Yeah. And so like 1995. Yeah. I mean, and and I think they and Lord of the Rings didn't come out like too long after. No. So I think like they they had it like kind of it's at night it's covered in water so it's like if it's shiny it doesn't look bad like. Yeah, I mean same thing with like uh, what they did with the Balrog and the. And the goblins in the scenes upcoming, it's all pretty dark. Right? Yeah, that's a lot of CGI. And I, I think, think it's, it's smart. It's good. It's good. The way that the way that um, every single DC movie is named. <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah, you're not wrong, dude. Yeah. Uh, besides Man of Steel, which uh, was awesome, which is the only movie ever filmed in daylight. Yeah. Like, oh my god! And even still, it's like so grayscaled. Yeah. It's like oh, it's so like. 
every color is like muted so much. Man. Yeah, so obviously they they get rid of the watcher in the water and they they get back into the more and and I think it's great. It's like because they they walk in first and they're like, we don't even want to do this, and they're like, because Boromir's like, we make for the Gap of Rohan, and he's yeah. like, let's get the fuck out. Yeah, and they're like, yeah, let's go, and they're like forced into this like terrible, terrible spot. Yeah, and they just like kind of mosey their way through, and then you get to the Tomb of Balin, and Pippin fucks everything up again, which is another one of my favorite scenes. Um, so pook. Before, before he even, like, knocks that stuff into the well, yeah. I just think it's so awesome. Like, Pippin is such the bitch in this, like, fellowship. <laughs> so, like, like I said earlier, like, he gets shoved down, like, trying to get yeah. mushrooms. And, like, Gandalf's, like, going to go read this book. And he just, like, shoves his hat and staff to Pippin. Like, yeah. he's like, this is your job here. <laughs> like, you, th- you hold shit. That's all you're good for here. And, like... Pippin's just holding it, and then he manages to fuck that up. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like Pippin is great. I like Pippin is very, one of my favorite good characters. Dude, yeah. Like he's so good. And then the scene comes up with the fucking cave troll dude, and because all the orcs come in. Do you not like the cave troll? In it? No, I'm like pumped. No, oh, like, yeah. okay. Very. That's that's one of my favorite scenes in that whole movie is when they're fighting the goblins. And so we talked about the difference between shaky cam and handheld cam in a previous podcast. So that fight. When all the goblins go into Balin's tomb is handheld cam, so it's not like crazy all over the place. Yeah. But it's like not steady, and so like it kind of makes you feel like you're in the battle, which is like I think a great filmmaking choice. So like all of the shots of like the Shire are like on a a tripod or they're like they're on a crane that's like moving in a certain way. It's very still shots, very like peaceful shots and and i think that's a great job filmmaking because it lets you know like you don't have you don't have the shire be like handheld but you want to have your battles like oh absolutely kind of makes you feel like you're in it you know things are hectic right now it's not it's not steady it's not easy that's 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 a good point um and that's just something like so i i try to I have a hard time rewatching these movies with like a critical eye ever because I just love them and and and, and nothing will stop me from loving them. I don't think but I try to like I think they're great film. But I just I was just like trying to like what can I pick out from this and I was like oh, okay they're like kind of like different areas and different times in the story they use different kind of film te- making techniques. Yeah. And I think it's cool that like oh like some shaky cam here because it's like not shaky cam handheld cam because like you're in a fight like you're in a battle. Like, yeah make make the viewer feel like they're in it like a big wide shot of it wouldn't have looked as good no it looks silly normally there's one goofy shot and i think it's only in the extended version where there's like a goblin that's like screaming at aragorn and then he just like lops its head off like why were you yelling like put your shield up dude <laughs> he just like he's like ah! and then aragorn just like immediately like deletes it like dude. it's it's just so funny there's like all this like Little blood split out from his this, neck. It's so good. But this scene is really where I, uh, where Legolas kind of steals the show for me, and uh, and then in turn where every action scene where that dude pops in, he just kind of takes over. It lets I you think, know like he's not a he, he's not a man. No, he is. He's an he, elf. He is the baddest motherfucker that's out there. It's like he's an elf and he can do things that you cannot do. Yeah, like and just like the way like when he climbs Cape Troll, like yeah, it kind of looks shitty. Um, or whatever. I, that's, like, I think, a product of the time. Yeah, you know? which is fine. It doesn't bug me. And he just freaking drops those two arrows into his skull. That part is so awesome. Yeah. 
I it think is, is so awesome. That's the first time I think in a movie where you're like, okay, Legolas Lost is not is a, a guy. He's a like he, he is different. Like, yeah, yeah. And then that's I think it's funny that Gimli tries to keep up with him. The rest <sighs> it's of, so good. Yeah, and that's because I think Gimli knows it's like okay, this motherfucker's different. Like. I love him on Balin's tomb. He's like, let him in. Yeah. Let all the goblins in. He's like, there's still one dwarf in Moria that still draws also, breath. by far, Orlando Bloom's best acting of his career. His late war. You don't think he's good in Black Hawk Down, where he falls off a helicopter immediately? Never seen that movie. <clears throat> wow. Yeah. He falls, like, immediately and, like, has to get, like, medevaced. He, oh. He's, like, barely in it. That Whatever. was a joke, but. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's all right in Troy. He's kind of You don't think he's good in... Pirates of the Caribbean? I don't think he's bad. I think Pirates of the Caribbean kind of stinks. But uh, I think the first one is amazing. No, the first one is good. The rest of them suck. But yeah, so obviously our heroes make it out of there. And then you get the really cool scene where they're Proto running through the... again, by the way. Oh, yeah. That's when you get introduced to the Mithril. I mean, you get chain. introduced to it a little bit before, but you get to see the effects. Yeah, because they talk about that earlier. Yeah, they're like... Because they give it to him in Ring. Yeah, so in that fight, we know Frodo gets stabbed by the cave troll. It's when you realize he has the Mithril... And it's introduced earlier when Bilbo gives it to him, but then Gandalf kind of brings it up again. He's like, I never told Bilbo that, like, its worth was, like, more than the Shire. It's, yeah. like, this amazing gift that he got from when he was with the dwarves in uh, The Hobbit. Yeah. And uh, and now Frodo's got it, and so he's he's okay, A-okay. So they keep moving, and I think you get this just, like, amazing, amazing shot where they're being chased by the goblins, and the Balrog shows up. You just hear like this, like yeah. whoa. And then the, and it's the it like it doesn't even sound like a roar. It just sounds like air moving like yeah. hard. Yes. And it, it just sounds like it just sounds like pure heat coming after you. And then you see the light too, like which the, is very the, the sound design yeah. for that. Yeah. And with the columns, with the the, the light the, going between them, it's and all the amazing. Running up the columns as yeah. well. It is, it is awesome. The it's entire cool. design of that scene is so good, and, and then you understand how massive the mines of Moria are as well in that scene. I think you get a little bit earlier because uh, Gandalf, like, lights his staff, and he's like, a little bit of light, you know, we yeah. can shed, you know, to, like, see it. And you see, like, really how big the mines yeah. are. But it's, like, insane. It's still, it's so cool. But, like, if you really watch that scene, uh, like, Gandalf's face when he hears the Balrog, he's just like, oh, my We're God. Yeah. And you look at everyone else, and they're afraid. But if you look at Legolas, he's also like, fuck. Because, yeah. like, he's the only one, like, old enough to, like, really no. know what's yeah. going on besides Gandalf. And so I think it's interesting. It's like Gandalf and Legolas have like two different looks than like the rest, the rest of, of the fellowship yeah. has. And it's just they're just like, "Oh my god, like this is so bad." And everyone else is just like, "We got what's going on." But those two are like and Ian McKellen just is like he's so good in that scene. He's just like he's absolutely good in every scene he's ever been in. Yeah, that's so true. He's just, like, devastated that, like, they have to deal with the Balrog now. And he's just, he looks so great. Like, he's so good in that scene. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then we get to the bridge. Um, I think that those scenes are awesome. And he's got, like, everyone's got to, like, ride down the fallen stairs oh, or whatever. Yeah. That's, yeah. It's great. It's a good way to make, like, a kind of, like, a nonsense travel scene, like, exciting. Yes. Because, like, I don't, it's not fun to watch people, like, oh, we have to run here. Just like Unless it's Tom Cruise, I'll watch Tom Cruise run, run everywhere. Day, you know? yeah. He can run. He, he can run everywhere. I'll, I'll always watch that. But like for the most part, like watching people run places is like not exciting. And so the whole like stairs toppling scene is great. Yeah, I thought it was done pretty well. And then they get on the bridge, and uh... 
uh, it's kind of cool. So he Gandalf says like he's like you shall not pass. It's the wrong line. Really. In the book, he says you must not pass. And that was the line he was supposed to say. Oh, that does not sound as good as you shall not. Say. It doesn't. It, which I think I totally agree with. Like, I'm glad he said it Plus wrong. A lot, of, a lot of actors, like you pointed or, out earlier, a lot of actors put it more to their character than people yeah. think. It's either, yeah. It's, no, it's you must not pass. It's got to be that. Or it's you will not pass. Yeah, but so, either way. Somewhere along the lines of it's not as good as you shall not pass. It's so good. Yeah. It's fantastic. And then I think there's a, a part where, so the bridge breaks. And Gandalf's holding on, and I think there's people who think that, like, he lost his grip and fell. No, he let go. He let go, Yeah, he right? let go on purpose. Like, yeah. yeah, absolutely. He was like, fly, you fools. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. Yeah. I, I don't understand anyone who thinks that that was an accident. No, he went to go kill that motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah. Because he knows he needs, like, I, I don't think, I think he understands, like, um, I, I don't know if this is true or not. But if he doesn't kill this thing, it's going to be a problem in the future, is what I believe. Well, it's like you don't know. Like, Sauron's drawing all, like, evil to him. Yeah. Like, a Balrog on his side is huge. Yeah, that's massive. Speaking of Balrog, dude, you can summon one in Battle of Middle-Earth, the, the yeah, real-time yeah. strategy it's game. awesome. And he pops out, and you just absolutely demolish everyone, everyone around yeah, you. It is, it is very <laughs> It's cool. amazing. Yeah. Those games are fucking the, awesome. The Balrog is unreal in that yeah. game. Uh, so yeah, so I I absolutely thought it was on purpose. And in the book, they fall into like a and they show it's like a huge underground like river uh, underground lake they fall into. Oh, it isn't this. Yeah, it isn't two towers. Yeah, so uh, as far as we know, Gandalf is dead. So. Okay, yeah, you'll have to stay tuned for yeah uh, our two towers review. So then they move on and they get out of the mines of Moria. And this is where the movie slows down to like a crawl for me. Yes, for for I think uh, not not a huge amount of time, but yes, it does. I it think their time in Loch Lorien is like it's so slow. Especially the scene with Boromir and Frodo, I do not like that much. Um, I think it's fine in the theatrical cut. Yeah, it's so slow in the extended in the version. extended version. Like I love Galadriel. Yeah, yeah, she's great. She's like right. her her scene where she denies the ring, I think is awesome. This is this does happen before. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's just before, and yeah. and it's just a long. It's just long. I forget about that scene also because that whole part is very boring. I don't want to say I tune out for it, but I'm like, okay, I've seen this. Like, I'm not yeah, like really. No, it is it. Uh, the first time you watch it. Obviously, pay attention. But yeah. Uh, I I obviously forgot about that whole part of the movie. So cool thing, when typically you have a lighting like lighting on a after or whatever, you see like one light glint in their eye, like yeah. the one like little reflection from the light for Galadriel every scene she has they hung Christmas lights in front of her that way she had a lot of like yeah. glint in her eye to make her theme like seem more ethereal and like more magical she's the only character they did that for and it's to make her kind of seem yeah like more magical yeah. I think it's a really neat little trick they did it's just it's just Christmas Small lights things like that. yeah it's, uh, it's where he gets sting or does he already have sting he already has sting right? he already has sting he got it from Bilbo he gets, and the, he gets the light of a Lend deal. Yeah. And we get to see the sword for the first time. The sword. The broken one. Oh, uh, Shards of Narsil. Yes. That's, that's in Rivendell, though. That's not in Lothorium. I thought Lothorium. this was the first time you saw it. No, that's in Lothorium, dude. Mistaken, my fault. Wow, dude. Um, that's fine. I don't care. Um, but, uh... No, because yeah. that's where we get the... 
We're going to backtrack a little bit. That's where you get the great scene between Boromir and Aragorn. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, this is a fantastic scene. Where, you know, he, he's already said, like, Gondor has no king, king Gondor yeah. needs no king. And, but then you get, like, Boromir has, like, such reverence for, like, the blade at first. Yeah. And then he's just, like, nothing more than a broken blade. Yeah. And Aragorn, like, grabs it and, like, puts it up back nice. And, he's, it's jealous of Aragorn. Yeah, no, he knows. Yeah. Like, he's like, ah, like, I'll never be the king. My dad's just the steward. Yeah. Know? So all Boromir will ever be is, like, a steward. He'll never be the king. And Boromir's awesome, though. He's so great. And then, so we move on from that. <laughs> so they go... Well, they get the fun gifts. They get the... Uh, yeah, they get the gifts. A great, a great scene of that, that's only in the extended cut, is the uh, they get the llama spread from the elves. Yeah. And... Legolas, they're like, what's this bread? Like, Merry and Pippin, this is just yeah. more of their antics, dude. They, like, have some, and, and Legolas has, like, a little bit. He's like, one bite will, like, quench your hunger. He'll, like, it, it, it'll, it'll keep you, like, full for, like, a full day. And it goes to Pippin and Merry, and they're like, how many did you have? Pippin's like, I've had four. Like, <laughs> he's like, you said a bunch? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, those characters have, like, comic relief at, like, the perfect time. Yeah. Because it is a serious movie. And it's not too obvious either. Yeah, it's, and like I yeah. feel like you get these movies like Marvel who just they undercut every serious moment with a fucking joke, and it's awful. They're for children, but it's, yeah. It's still, it just is, I hate it. It's awesome, I love it, don't ever stop doing it. But but the comic relief in Lord of the Rings is superb. Very subtle and very good. Yeah, they, yeah. they do it well, the setting of the movie. And then they start rowing their boat, they're heading down, and, and they're going to meet Lurtz, uh, uh, Saruman's big bad Urukai. Which is, is it, I think it's cut well because they're rowing their boats and it kind of cuts between the Urukai like running in the trees. So you kind of get the feeling like they're even with them. Yeah. I don't really, I mean, they're not actually even with them, but like it makes you feel like they're close. Like this yeah. is like a serious threat. Yeah. I, I like the way it's edited together. It makes you feel like, oh, like they're in danger. Like they can't just like, they have to keep moving, you know? Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, then we get a, uh, Frodo wandering off. Boromir tries to take the ring. Scene sucks. And I think it, I think, well, I mean, it's like kind of the catalyst to him being like, realizing like, hey, uh, like. The, and I, I do think that that point in the scene is good. Um, I just don't think that it's the best scene in the movie, for sure. No, no, I mean, not. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying it's the best scene I mean, either. Frodo puts on the ring to run away, he's a little bitch. What is he going to do? Boromir's <laughs> seven feet taller than you him. You have a sword, stab him, dude. Nah. But anyways, no, I'm happy. I, I obviously I'm happy that Frodo didn't kill Boromir. Um, and then you get Aragorn just like, because Aragorn kind of turns down the ring too. Like, yeah, because he, he doesn't kind of. He does. He's, yeah. he's like he's like so straight up. Take it because I love knows that the temptation. That I, I love did. that there's not like a take it from me. He there's no like, Frodo doesn't like offer it, like vocally, yeah. but Aragorn just kind of shoves it away. He's like, I would have followed you to the end. Yeah. Because he knows he's failing. Yeah, because yeah. he's like, go. Fellowship lasts. And I love, like, he pulls out Sting, and it's blue, yeah. and he's like, go. Go! Like, yeah. he's like Aragorn's, like, serious. Yeah. And and Aragorn just... starts just fucking wrecking orcs. Again, that's another great part of the yeah. PS2 game. Yeah, it's a fantastic it's so part good. of the PS2 <laughs> it's game. It's so good. Um, and then, you know, we get to see uh, Boromir make a little bit of a redemption of himself, uh, saving Mary and Pippin. You get to see Sean Bean die again. Uh, Ken, which we will see in everything that Sean Bean is in, uh, besides National Treasure. Yeah, he just gets arrested in that. 
that movie fucking sucks. I assume he got the death penalty just because Sean Bean because has to Sean die. Bean, yeah. He has to die in every movie of his. Yeah. But that's uh, so good, like 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 him just coming up and like I'm I gotta save these hobbits. Like, yeah. He does the right thing because I think he's he's a good person. He was just fouled by the temptations of the ring and thought that he could do right with it. Well, I think that's kind of the point of his character is to be like, kind of everyone mostly has good intentions, but like yeah. when you have the power kind of to do so, like will you be corrupted by it? Which is the whole point of the ring. It's like yeah. it's going to make you do the wrong thing. And like when you have all this power, like will you be true? Will you be right? And And I think obviously Boromir is just like kind of an example of like maybe most people wouldn't do that. Like. Mm-mm. It's nice to think you would do the right thing with power, but like, you probably won't. Because well, it's, it's very, very uh, humanizes his character a lot. Yeah, no, he's yeah. Boromir is just amazing. And then like, you see kind him of, just get drilled. Three arrows. Dude, Lurtz just absolutely wrecks him. Fucking arrow going. I don't even think most people know that his name is Lurtz. No, I don't. I, I, I think you that. only know it if you like read the credits. Uh, yeah. He's never like introduced as Lurtz. No. It's like, oh, that's the he's like a that's, gi- that's the like, main orc. Like that's yeah. You know. yeah. He's like a gigantic, yeah, he's huge. New Zealander like actor. He's played really? like a bunch of orcs and Urukai in the movies. Like, but he's just like a absolutely massive dude. Who just makeup is fantastic. Yeah, it's just that's the thing. Is like I never complain it's about so good. I never complain about like wow these orcs look like stupid. Shit, these Urukai look, so look dumb. Good. They look so good. everything looks great. Yeah, I mean. Formir just gets drilled, dude. It's those three arrows. Just nailed in his chest. Cavity area. But that's when you get the great split of the Fellowship. Yeah. It took one movie to get them all to, not even, not to even, be they, a part. They were one film that <laughs> formed halfway through the movie and didn't yeah. even make it to the end. So. It didn't even... It's a... It's aptly named for like 45 minutes yeah. of the movie. Yeah. The majority of the movie is not the Fellowship <laughs> of the Ring. <laughs> they immediately like... It takes a long time to form, and then they're, like, immediately broken <laughs> up. Like, yeah. They do it in a very good way, obviously. And Sam, dumbass, doesn't know how to swim. There's fucking 80 pounds of pot and pans on dude, his back. Dude, stop. Dude, dump your pots and pans, man. <laughs> man, he uses some weapons, dude. He messes some orcs up with those Yeah, I know. He, he he messes up goblins. Yeah, because yeah. he's, like, hitting goblins. He's like, I'm think, I think I'm getting the hang of this. this. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's great. Yeah, no, no. Uh, Sean Astin. Fantastic job in those movies, dude. Dude, poor guy in, Fantastic. in, in Stranger Things, though. Yeah. I was devastated when that happened to him. Oh, I didn't man. give a shit. You didn't like Sean Astin? And... I just thought I, I liked Sean Astin and everything. You didn't like him in... I, I liked him. I just didn't... I don't have any care for any of those characters in that <sighs> movie. Besides Steve Harrington. That's my boy. <sighs> dude. He's Other just adopted that. every kid in Hawkins. He's the best hair I've ever <laughs> seen in my so life, good. dude. And obviously David Harbour. I just love that guy. Yeah, I'm excited to see what he is in Scarlet or not Scarlet. Witch. Oh, he's just basically he's Russian with... Captain America. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Not Scarlet Witch. Scarlet Johansson and, is in the and, movie. In uh, Black Widow. So I think we are about wrapped up with. I, I would say so. Lord of the Rings. Uh, would you Rings. recommend this movie? Uh, yeah, if you haven't fucking seen this movie, uh, you're a stooge. <laughs> uh, get off your ass. Go get the extended versions, or you can watch them on HBO Max. Um, Fifteen dollars a month. Uh, can't afford it. Okay, we're not. We're, we're not. We're not. Uh, we're not plugging HBO Max. Yeah, right no, now. no, we're not getting paid by them yet. Let's All wait right. till we get an ad. Dude. All right, but whatever. Watch the movies. Um, take a while. Uh, 
busy adult life might have to take uh, two sittings to watch one movie. But look it's at, well worth it. Yeah, look at the cinematography. Just, like, the way it's shot, it's shot differently for, like, different tone. That's what I realized after rewatching yeah. it again and, like, trying but, to... What I assume is that most people who listen to this have seen the movies. Yeah. And are big fans. Because um, I, don't, I don't know that I've ever spoken to anybody who has seen these movies and do not like them. Yeah, me I mean, there's there's a there's a reference in Parks and Recreation when freaking Adam Scott's like, I don't like Peter Jackson's renditions. Well, he's a fucking idiot. Yeah, it, it's so a part of just if you haven't seen this movie, I assume you haven't seen a movie in your life. <laughs> so you want to uh, let's just like uh, wrap this up. And yeah, so do you want to recommend what are we watching lately? Um, so I've been on a huge Invincible kick, which is an Amazon animated show. Um, if you're a fan of The Boys, which is also an Amazon show, you'll like it. Um, even if you're not, I mean, it's a great show. Superhero fan or not, the story's amazing. J.K. Simmons is maybe the best voice actor of all time, next to Mark Hamill. It's very, um, just to let everyone know, it's very violent. Oh, very super, bloody, super violent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, most things I like are, so. Um, just understand that. But, yeah, it's it's a great show. I'm, I'm a huge fan. Uh, I've been getting a little bit into community on Netflix. It's a good show, but. I mean, if you're going to check out some new Community content. is a college. It's set in Denver. Yeah, it is. Yeah, I had no idea. It's it's, it's uh, Fort Collins campus. Is that really? That's where I went to school. No way. Yeah. That's uh, what it's based on? Yeah. I had no idea. But, I just uh, knew it was like something in Colorado. I thought it was Denver, but I don't know. Um, I'm not sure if it is based in Denver or not, but it just looks exactly like the campus. I had no idea. But, um, but yeah, uh, if you haven't seen Invincible and you're a fan of uh, superhero shit or just uh, you know really cool shows – that have a lot of violence and really good story, honestly. Yeah, the characters are great. The characters I love, are great. Yeah. I love uh, Stephen Yuen. Uh, there's a good like father son dynamic in it. It's, it's Stephen Yuen, J.K. Simmons, uh, Sandra O. Oh, um, the girl who plays Maggie on the. Oh my god, uh, who's the dude who plays Spock? Uh, the guy who plays Spock in I all the new movies. I don't know. He's in Heroes too. I can never uh, remember his name. He's in it. He plays the robot. Yeah. Uh, uh, freaking. Um, who's. Uh, Wow, we need to do our research better. Uh, Rafi from The League. I'm not sure if you've seen that show. Rafi is in it. Yeah, he is. Yeah. And he is one of my favorite actors. That guy's awesome. Uh, Pocket Dogs. Yeah, there's a. it's like a really star-studded cast. Yeah, no, it's Seth like, Rogen produces and directs it. Yeah. Uh, it's it's great. If you guys if you guys get a chance, definitely check that out. It's Yeah, I have also watched Invincible. It's awesome. Yeah. I highly recommend it. It's yeah. really good. Maybe a little too much kind of like teen drama sometimes. Sometimes, so you, yeah. If you're not a big fan of that, I wouldn't say don't watch it, but like I'd say check it out, dude. Um, it's still really first good. episode kind of moves a little bit slow, and then uh, there's a mid credit scene in the last episode that really got me hooked. Um, and I mean, it's violence that's what got me hooked. So if yeah. you're a big fan of of that, just check it out. Yeah, yeah it's kind of like a kind of turn the whole hero thing on its head. Like they're not always so great. Like yeah. it's kind of like they're garbage sometimes. So. But then there's still some guys trying to do good, so uh, yeah, I recommend but, it but too. Fan. J.K. Simmons, awesome dude. Anything he's in, I'll I'll recommend and or watch. I mean, it's awesome. I've been watching uh, Silicon Valley lately. Yeah, again, a, another. Uh, we're plugging HBO hard. I guess. T.J. Miller, Colorado boy, uh, who who gets like canceled like in the third season. He yeah. like is just out of it. But but that show's great. It's uh it's created by mike judge who did king of the hill and the office yeah which Wait, no no that's no. Greg daniels Greg yeah, daniels no. king of the hill and the office uh but mike judge does it which is is crazy to me because he went from like redneck 
kind of like. Mike Judge done a lot of stuff. Yeah, no, I know, yeah, but he, he but it's like too. the the two things he's most known for, I think, is yeah. I mean, it, the thing he's most known for is probably King of the Hill and and, uh, and Beavis Butthead. Silicon Valley is completely different. Completely different, yeah. And uh, apparently, he just he was just like I'm just fascinated by Silicon Valley. He was just like I just the tech and the way everything moves and how quick it is and um the main character is uh, that dude from the Verizon commercials. <laughs> yeah, okay. I fucking do not like him. <laughs> Other than that, the show is awesome. It's got the the guy from the big stick in it. Oh, the oh uh, Kamal something Kamal. Yeah, he's he's gonna be in the Eternals too. I'm a big fan of him. Yeah, yeah, he's coming up in the Marvel movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he, he got, got absolutely freaking yoked, yeah. dude. He got completely so jacked yeah. for it. Yeah, um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, check out Invincible if you haven't seen Silicon Valley. That's a that's a good watch. Yeah, there's like five seasons. It's if, I think, if you I can think I've it, only seen the first two. Yeah, if you can, if you can, if you have HBO or you can get it on Amazon, whatever. But if you can watch it, it's excellent. Yeah, it's really good, and it's just like, it's just these people who are just trying so hard to be successful, and they just run into roadblocks all the time. Every episode, and they're only like twenty five minute episodes. They're short and sweet. They're good. Yeah, every episode you're just like, oh my god, like you're just root for these guys so much. It's a great show. Yeah, I mean, if you're a fan of uh, T.J. Miller and Deadpool, you'll like the show for sure. T.J. Miller is like my least favorite part of the show. <laughs> it's the only part I like. I think, and, and the big sick guy. But yeah. All right. Well, I think we're we're good. Or else. call the wrap. Uh, yeah. Sure. Thanks for listening to now. This is podcasting with uh, Connor and Jaden. Yeah. Yeah.